And so the creative bone was very, very strong for me. So I don't even, I mean, I know it was a God thing, but I wouldn't know how to answer it any other way than of course I want to create. Like I've always been creating. Um, and then the Academy came with people who kept asking, like, I need more. And wow. I, I've read your book. I've listened to your podcast. I've taken some of the coaching, but I just want to be able to access it as much as possible. And so that's when digital courses, you know, are coming in. Thought, well, if I can't coach every single woman, then it makes me so sad when I see a woman say it's like, so chaotic, I'm just going to live in it. I'm like, what? No, I don't want that for them. So that's why the Academy came about because I thought, well, at least they would have a landing spot and they could listen to it when they're really not feeling it. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. We hope to better equip you to be salt and light for your community. Uh, We hope that we can help you to go out and be a reflection of Jesus Christ to those around you, uh, to your friends and your family, and especially to those that do not know Christ. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Welcome, welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. I am so excited for you guys to meet my new friend, Rebecca Scott, who is, uh, wears many hats, let's just put it that way. I think all of us do mm-hmm. now at this point in um, society. But you're a designer, which is something I love because it's such a heartbeat of the Father. He is a designer, he's a creator, and you get yeah. to express that in everything that you do. And you're also an encourager. You even have the Encourager Podcast, which we're going to talk about here as well. And um, we'll be flip-flopping. So you guys will get to hear and have Rebecca in the hot seat seat on this show and then you'll have to pop over to the encourager podcast and hear me and it'll be a really cool synchronous way that we bring it out to the world but we're so grateful to have you on the show and to be able to go a little deeper than what we get to hear though I know your podcast is really deep I've gotten some cool stories from you thus far (laughs) yeah oh I love it you know the first the first bible verse says in the beginning God created Mm -hmm. so like (laughs) I always love when people say oh I'm not creative I'm like uh 
Yeah, you are. Like, yep. even if you're creating a spreadsheet, you're still creating. And it so does true. give you a little spark of joy. Like, I love that. Yes, that God is the original designer. And, and did you know that when we get to heaven, there's brand new colors? Come on. I, I am. Look at me. Look at the rainbow. Brand, I want no, all of them. Brand, <laughs> brand new colors. So when I start, my brain's like, oh my gosh, brand new colors. What if there was oh. this? I'm like, no, you can't even do that because that's already created. It has to be ones that are non-created. So I'm going to be on that committee. Like me as too. soon as I get there, I'll be like, where, <laughs> where's the color committee? Where, where are you? And like the palettes and the way that it goes together. And I was watching and consuming some of your content and you guys, she's been a podcaster <laughs> since 2015. So I always yeah. raise my hand because I think five years is a long time. This is our sixth season on the show. You, you're an OG in the industry. And she, she's always with vibrant colors and with palettes Mm -hmm. and fabrics and all the different Mm -hmm. things, because you not only design purses and leather, you do a lot more than that. Can you explain kind of where that came from? I got to hear the origin story, but I want the community to hear it too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a purse designer right here in South Dakota and I employ about 20 women to get all of the work done. We have a canvas version, like a vegan version. And then we also have a leather version and the leather version is just, um, called 1948 leather. And that's in the last couple of years is I really wanted to like hone in my heritage. I grew up, it's called West river when you're in South Dakota. And so like my Western roots and riding and my dad's heritage and that sort of thing. Um, but the purses started because I just wanted to be, I had an entrepreneur bone since I was teeny tiny, uh, sewed underneath my mom and she didn't think I was old enough to get a sewing machine cause I was only four. And I would take the scraps that came off her sewing machine and then I would take a stapler and I would staple them together <laughs> to pretend that was my machine. And so then my mom was like, okay. So she got me a sewing machine from a rummage sale and the the rest they say is history. But I, I was working in radio, hence some of my podcast background, probably because I knew a little bit about how to get on a microphone with radio and stuff. Anyways, um, started sewing the purses just as a creative outlet outside of radio because pouring coffee and being the janitor wasn't really doing it for me anymore. <laughs> so, but it was a job that paid, right? So anyways, I started sewing at night and then I sewed a bunch of Christmas gifts that were using purses because we were poor newlyweds. I don't know if you start out anywhere else, but yeah, that's where we started out. So I thought, well, I'll make a few purses. And then it just started snowballing and people wanted more of them. And so I thought, well, this will be fun. And then immediately that entrepreneur bone was like, <gasps> you could do this and then raise kids right around you like your mom got to do. And that was really important to me too. And so then every time I had a kiddo, it was like, I needed to hire another person. (laughs) And then thankfully, blessfully, God just kept saying like, if I just keep showing up faithful and getting to create, then he will create all the other systems around it. And so we did, we partnered together and now I'm still creating the purses. But alongside that, people kept asking me like, I have four kiddos. I have 20 people on my team. I have three different brands. They're like, wait, how do you do this? How do you do this? Well, I couldn't explain it to them while I was in the booth, like at a craft show, you know? Yeah. Because I wanted them to buy a purse. So I was like, <laughs> that's not what that's I'm here wonderful. for, but I love your heart. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's buy this purse and I'll tell you all about it. And so then I thought, well, I'll just record a podcast. And this was before podcasting was so huge, you know? Yeah, it really was. But I wasn't. thought, well, I. I know how to do this. I can just have the microphone. And I did want to like tell people how I did it because it's not anything special or I'm not staying up super late or on anything. You know, I just thought (laughs) this is just very practical ways that you could do both home and work life well, because at that time nobody worked from home. Sure. And the message was like, well, you have kids, but then you put them in daycare and you go to work and there's no shame in that. That's not what I'm saying. But that 
I just couldn't stomach it. I'm like, no, there's got to be somebody out there that's telling them, no, you can do both work and home. And even if they are separate, you can do them both well. The messaging was very, and it's still there today. Like you can do your home life really well one week and then your work life's going to stink. And then the reverse of that. And I just don't think that's what he's intended when he gave us all these amazing roles. Do you not think that he equipped us to run them well and to glorify him? So I set to recording as many episodes as I could, just telling people how I do it, which by the way, a lot of the podcast is trial and error about, hey guys, don't do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> this happened yesterday, so don't worry right, that thing. Right, yep. So, and you know, I already wrote down one episode as you were talking. I'm like, ooh, yep, we should probably tell people about that mistake. And so, so good. that's that's a very short synopsis of how we got here. That's amazing. Well, and if we want to like relate it biblically, obviously we, the Proverbs 31 woman, like everyone wants to be oh. that. And then they read about her and they're like, oh, like that's not possible. Like how in the world am I going to do all of those things? But I started the episode by saying so many of us actually already wearing all of those hats. And I found finally when I met Jesus is when I finally realized that I didn't have to change my fashion sense to go into a new role. And I say that by meaning I didn't have to change my hat from being a mom. You were just right before we pressed live, you were talking about the farm animals and the snow that's happening. And so you're like giving instructions about what needs to happen with the feed. Like, but that didn't make you less of a guest on my podcast as a business owner, a mom, a wife. It didn't make you less of that. In fact, I was like, dang, this girl's got it going on. Let's talk about that rhythm. But really, um, Rebecca, when I was listening to the Encourager podcast and the layers in which you develop the conversation, I think oftentimes this is something, especially with this time of year, that people are only doing once a year. They're really only reflecting on their cadence or their rhythm or what's Mm. working or what didn't work. Mm. And 365 Mm -hmm. days is too many days to have a bad day. It's too many days to have, you know, it's too many days. And so how, as you're teaching people and you're hearing these constant questions of how do you do it all? What does Mm -hmm. rhythm look like? Because I don't believe in work-life balance. It's kind of probably similar to what you're saying. It's not Mm -hmm. one day it's work, one day it's life. No, it's all the same. So tell us some of your biggest takeaways, because this is a part of what then equipped you to develop the Encourager Academy, which I think is so dynamic that you said yes to that after the podcast. Yeah. Um, Well, if we're diving into just like the biggest takeaways, I would say is I think there's a lot of messaging right now that says it's just chaotic and that's just the stage of life. But like you said, how often are you reviewing, wait, this stage of life has been 10 years now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. My oldest is no longer a newborn and I'm still like, like wrecked and like wearing the same pair of leggings and, (laughs) you know, baseball hat and whatever. And you're like, no, 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 no. Like that is a, that is a stage and that is a phase, but like reviewing throughout, obviously, like you said, we review it a lot this time of year, Yeah. but I really challenge people to keep reviewing it like with the different stages and the different roles that you take on. Like sometimes we're not even aware of like, wait a minute, I did say yes to that, but how does that shift my marriage or my relationships outside of that? So, um, I would first say, I love that you use the word cadence, because mm-hmm. if you think of the word cadence, it is a rhythm and chances are it's really beautiful. You know, if you think of like all the dances, there's a rhythm and there's a purpose and there's planning in it. That's the same way that God created all, all of us to have this beautiful cadence yeah. that glorifies him. And it's not crazy funk music where we are, you know, in this like 
chaotic zone. He's like, and there's some crazy dances out there. But like he wants, you know, the tree grows the same way every single time. There Mm. is order. And that's not also to be like, you guys have to be straight laced and I'm very orderly. Nope, that's not true of me either. But there is a definite cadence and you can slide into that. And then when you get out of that cadence, if you have things dialed in, you can jump back into it and be like, this is what's going wrong. So part of the reason or part of the way that I've created a cadence is that I really started evaluating that there's about five systems, I figure, for everybody's life. Now, that's a bold statement. So I'm sure you guys will be like, I found another system. <laughs> but mostly, these five cover a lot of it for us as we're thinking about the sentence, like, I feel chaotic in everything. Yeah. Well, the five are your me system, how you take care of yourself. Like, basically answering the question, what gives you a full charge? For each of us, it's going to be different. Sometimes it's a run for some people. Sometimes it's a, a weekly date with a girlfriend. Whatever that looks mm-hmm. like for you. Mm-hmm. Like how do you how do you recharge? The second system is your food system, mm-hmm. which I know you're really familiar with. Um, I love listening to all your stuff about food. I'm guys. I'm hopping on the three day fast. Yes, let's remark. go. You're gonna love it. It's. So I'm gonna good. try and convince. I'm <laughs> gonna try and convince my twin sister to join me so that we can complain together. But I mean, rejoice together. I don't know. Yeah, of course, anyway. of course, rejoice always right. <laughs> in all, in all affliction. <laughs> Your food system is answering the question: What's for yeah. supper? Because the mm-hmm. mental bandwidth you take asking yourself that six times a day is not worth it. <laughs> I need every creative bone in my body to work with what I'm doing, not on food. So obviously food's not my favorite, but you still have to answer what's for supper. And so we work around that. And then your family system is like, what is the legacy you're living? Mm -hmm. And what is the legacy you want to leave behind? Mm -hmm. We can always be like, I hope they say this about me, but are you actually living that right now? Yeah, that's so good. And so we talk about your family system. And then another system is your work system. Mm -hmm. And that's just answering who, what, when, where, and why. Like, just those questions, you're like, gosh, I've never really thought about where I work. I sometimes work here at the kitchen counter, and then and then sometimes I go to a coffee shop. That's totally fine, but maybe if you structured that, you might gain more momentum. Mm, so good. You know? Yeah. Um, and then why? Why are you doing the work? Chances are when you burn out, it's because you haven't reviewed like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I'm doing this for this yeah. reason. Yeah. And then the other system is your home system, which is one of my favorites because I love anything DIY and obviously creating and all that. So, and like creating a space where have you ever thought about if your garage is really out of place, that's the first thing you see when you come into your house. So true. Even if just, and I always give tons of permissions in my coaching, like even if just the four feet around the door is just that's Big. vacuumed and has a little yeah. canister, you're good to go. Like just, just, just 1% it, but like, that's you know, good. your home system is something yeah. you need to consider. So when you're feeling that chaotic thing, a takeaway for you would be to consider which one of those that I just mentioned feels the most heavy and the most like, this is just really chaotic because right. then you could just go into that system and be like, let's just get this one better. Okay. And then you can approach the next one. You don't have to do all of them. And you may say all of them are shot. Yeah, that could be. So you pick which one. And I do suggest starting with the me system to figure out your charge, because if you're operating at 30%, it's going to be hard to do any of them. So figure out how to get yourself well, not in a year, just figure out a weekly thing that would give you a recharge so you can keep continuing on to solve all of them. And they all are flexible. The other thing is like, you know, we're each going to treat the food one differently. If you are in a season where you're just going to order your food and it comes to your door already made or you have to make, go for it, whatever, like whatever you need right now. And then you can change it if you're like, I don't like that. I don't like the spence or the time or whatever. You can change it. But the narrowing it down to those systems allows you to be really decisive and less of the overwhelm of like, I don't know what to do. It's like, well, I'm going to try this. 
Well, and I think of all of those things, and I was just on our other podcast as Girls Gone Holy, and mm-hmm. all of the women were having actually a very similar conversation to where we are now, and maybe it's because I've been consuming your conversation or your sure. content that it, it guided the conversation, but they were in the same um, space with the things that they're working on because of the time of the year. They're changing up the way that their daily habits are looking, and mm-hmm. one of the things that I love to look at in conjunction with all of these things is joy. And how do you Mm. infuse joy? Because you can, if you know what brings you joy, and ultimately joy is brought by God, but if you know what really evokes that or ignites that, maybe it's just you need to turn on some lighthearted music when you're cleaning. And if you have that music on, like you're in joy. For me, it's podcasting. Mm -hmm. Like I love, if I have to clean, which I do sometimes, I do have a cleaner, but if I have to clean, then I'm putting a podcast in and I feel like so much better about what my hands are doing because my mind is doing something that I love. And so we can put that in place Mm -hmm. of these things that we don't like or we detest or any of that. Mm -hmm. It can make it so much more enjoyable. And then you're saying yes to these new systems and these changes. Because I think ultimately a lot of people don't like change and they fear change because what happens Mm -hmm. if I get a new me system and then everything else falls apart? Or if I get a new me system and then my husband who knows me only this way no longer likes me because my me system is different than what he's used to. Um, Mm -hmm. so that would be one thing is how can you infuse joy into it? And then the other part Mm -hmm. that I was processing as you were sharing, uh, was the connectivity piece of, uh, timing and, and knowing that you can, you can start shifting in all of these different categories at once or like stop comparing your time to God's Mm -hmm. time and your time to all your friends time or your Mm -hmm. time to society's time. (laughs) How do you help people stay in their personal cadence versus comparison Mm -hmm. of of the community or of what other people are doing? Oh my gosh, so many facts. I love that we're going to do timing. So I will force myself to wait on timing (laughs) because it's literally going on my tombstone, you guys. I'll tell you the phrase in a second. But for joy, for joy, I always ask people to, and I wrote this in my book too, is like zoom, zoom out and ask yourself, when do you find yourself humming? That's a good indicator of like, ooh, what's going on here? Wow. Or you're like, do a little skip and a dance. And like, it's also the one that you're like, I don't even want to admit it. Like, I'm a little bit embarrassed about this. <laughs> but chances are that's where something is sparking joy. And so just take notice of that. Like, wait, why? Why did that occur? Was it the music? Was it um, the delight on, on a loved one's face? Yeah. Was it an accomplishment? Like where and why is that joy like surging in and, and where do you feel it? Like, do you feel it in your, in your um, smile? Like, do you feel it all over? Do you feel the holy goosebumps? Do you feel like your hair rising a little bit? That, chances are that's where the vein of joy is for you. And that's exactly what you should be sharing with others. But I love zooming out. I love using the word, just zoom out and recognize like, oh, that artist gets me every time. That's like my joy factor right there. And try to infuse it in so many so many things that you're already doing, like all of your system, try and infuse some of that joy. And it might be as little as um, a clean space, um, a clean junk drawer. Like yeah, I have someone in my so staff, true. that's her thing. Like she cannot get to the things until she's like, oh, this just gives me so much joy to sit here. And chances are she's probably doing all the things at once while she organizes, but it's joy. So like seek out, mm-hmm. zoom out and find like, where are you humming or singing or dancing or something that's, you know, slightly embarrassing because you're like, I can't even do this one out loud, but that's where there's some joy. And so try to insert that into, into your everyday. And 
the thing is too, is like, if you can't, which is totally possible right now, if it's hard to zoom out and find it, and it's been a while since you've had joy, mm. ask your love, ask your loved ones, mm. where have they seen your face light up? Review your camera reel and go like, that felt good. I couldn't show it, but I do remember that one felt good. Mm. So like, good. seek that, that out, you shared that. ask yeah. your loved ones. And then timing, you guys, this is so funny because <laughs> I bet if we, if we went through my podcast list of how many times I use the word timing in the titles, we'd be flabbergasted. This is awesome. It's probably a third of them. <laughs> I, it'll go on my tombstone that says she timed everything. And here's why, because if you time something, you're way, way less overwhelmed about whatever the task is. So for example, let's say the school says, Hey, we need, we have a teacher event coming up. The teacher is going to be there for six hours. We need volunteers to run it or volunteers to make a nine by 13 pan. And you're like, oh, I really want to help because I missed the last one. So I need to do something, but you're totally overwhelmed with what you're going to do. Right. You're like, I, I, and you're like, I'm not going to stop at the grocery store, especially as we're talking to Tamara here. Right. We're not going to stop and get baked goods. We're not doing that. Right. But you're like, I gotta, I gotta figure it out. But six hours is a big commitment. Right. We get that too. So because I have already timed it, guys, I already did it for you. You could totally do this. I'm way less overwhelmed with that suggestion. I'm like, oh, I'll bring the nine by 13. First of all, I live in South Dakota. We're like ranch Midwest, Midwest, like <laughs> we're casserole people around here. Okay. So that's an easy thing for me, <laughs> but I've timed how long it takes me to take, to make cookies. Now this is a little dialed in. So I do not expect your listeners <laughs> to be like, this lady's crazy, but I have an approximate idea. So I know it's 13 minutes to make cookies and then 13 minutes per batch. So in about 45 minutes, I could have two dozen cookies to the school. I'll take the 45 minutes over the six hour volunteer time. Totally. Sorry, but permission. Totally. Permission. And I bet they're more memorable than the six hours of me sitting <laughs> in their ear. I'm just That's saying. Good. Okay. So choose, so choose that. But because I timed it, that yeah. does not provoke any overwhelm for me yeah. because I've already timed it. And so like when you get in the house and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. Everything is undone. If you've timed things and you know an approximate idea, I don't dread the dishwasher because it's four minutes. That's good. It's four minutes. So like if I'm going to complain over four minutes, I'm sure God is like, oh my gosh, people. Yeah. Like can we, the fact that I have a dishwasher, like we're not going to go that low, but right? Like it's four minutes of your time. So my kiddos right. know also they're like, mom, stop. I'm like, guys, you are complaining about chores yeah. on Sunday afternoon for at least 30 minutes when it only takes us 45 minutes to do the chores. Right, right. So they know, just like, knock it out, and we can do it. <laughs> yeah, and then so then all my loved ones tease me too. They're like, "Fuck, do you know how long this is going to take us?" I'm like, "Yep, last year it took us about two hours." <laughs> so the, it just solves so much indecision. It yeah. solves so much um, anxiety. Yeah, I know it. Well, and think about it. If you walk in the house and you're overwhelmed, and let's yeah. say like mood wise, you're just shot anyway. So you're like, nothing's yep. going to happen. What are you going to do if you have a 20 minute pocket of time before you have to go to something else? Yeah. You're going to scroll your phone. Yeah. Do and what do we gain yep. in that 20 minutes? Right. Hopefully some laughter. Like if you need some yeah. laughter, then fine, do that. <laughs> At least. Get but that. because I have this like ongoing list of like, hmm, dishwasher is four minutes. The dishes is going to take me 10 minutes. Ooh, bonus. If I could vacuum, I feel so much better when we got home an hour from then. Yeah. Because I've just timed those tasks. So timing, <laughs> well, you don't have to do it like I do, but anybody <laughs> that I coach has to spend a week timing their tasks because, and it's so funny, years later, it'll be like, I still never mind vacuuming that. And I spent 10 years hating vacuuming until right, I tried Just it. because of timing. And yeah. I think that's a lot of things is like everyone says to shift your perspective, right? 
Like yeah. it just shifted yeah. your perspective. And I was like, well, what does that actually, how do I actually do that? And that's such a tangible how to, yeah. right? This is, okay. I'm going to do this in this amount of time. It's, it's now you're looking at the clock and what you get mm-hmm. to do next rather than hating the thing that you're doing in that yes. moment, right? You're like, Absolutely. oh, this is four minutes. I can do anything in four minutes. I actually, and that's mm-hmm. why I like, I started going to Orange Theory recently, um, which is oh. a different like workout regimen that's yep. uh, based on treadmill, row machine, and weight floor. And I, I have been personal training since I was in my 20s, and I'm really good at creating that for other people. I love that there's variation when someone's t- doing it for me, but I don't like to run, or at least I'm trying not to say that. But I, I learned this about right. you as well. You were like, yeah, I don't mind getting it finished because I know if I can yeah. do four miles, I'm finished. But then you took on a marathon. Don't invite me to that, okay? I'm not coming to that party. But regardless, when I go to Orange Theory and they're like, okay, Tamara, you've got 30 minutes on the treadmill. You're going to do two minutes and 15 seconds of just a steady pace. And then we're going to do a 15-second burst. I'm like, 15 Mm. seconds? I can do anything in 15 seconds. I labored a child for hours. Let's go, right? right? That's why I always compare every time stamp of pain. I'm like, I labored a child. I can do this. I labored a child. I can do this. And so guys don't have that. I'd be curious what they think of when someone says, bust out the surge for a couple of seconds. (laughs) But I do, I love this perspective of tangibility for people. And I Mm -hmm. hope as they're thinking about that, especially in the cadence of, their work and their rhythm in their home. Mm-hmm. I think ultimately if we can come back to the home front and we know they say home is where the heart is. So if mm-hmm. we're leaving a home that is filled with clutter, a home that has tension, a home that you're about, mm-hmm. you know, when you walk back into, you're going to be frustrated and overwhelmed when you get there, who really wants to go home? Right. And we're right. seeing this in the tangible of who really wants to go home. Kids don't want to yeah. go home. They don't feel safe oh. there marriages, right? Husbands and wife don't want to go home because there's just more tension there. Mm -hmm. And so I am a huge uh, proponent of minimalist and of minimization. And what Mm -hmm. can you do? And it doesn't necessarily mean I have like one chair in my house. That's not what I mean by minimizing. I mean, minimizing the clutter. I I, minimizing the space around Mm -hmm. me, minimizing Mm -hmm. the toys that my kids never played with anyway, since two Christmases Mm -hmm. ago. So why don't I get rid of it? Minimize your mm-hmm. closet. I think that's a huge mm-hmm. place that women feel overwhelmed. They don't know what to wear and then they feel depressed mm-hmm. by what they do decide to put on because it's just Indecision. not them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just, I that's- really think the home piece is something I'm probably most passionate about, even though I probably speak to the me system and the work system a lot. Sure. Sure. That, that's all decluttering is within our home system as well, because it's a huge part of it. Want to learn more about God and his will for your life one verse at a time? I'm Quinice Petway, co-host of the Your Daily Bible Verse podcast. I'm inviting you to tune in and subscribe at lifeaudio.com. And then another takeaway, Tamara, just be the tiniest thing is just to one percent it. Like one of my affirmations is that I will be known for one percenting it because it can be so overwhelming. And this time of year, we are rock stars, right? We're like, yes, like, yes, I'm getting it. I'm going to be amazing. Come February 1st, I'm killing it. I hate to tell you this, but you guys are going to run out of steam. So, True. you know what? Start strong though. We're not going to poo-poo any of that. Like you start strong, but then, <laughs> you you. but then, but then in the margin, right? Like, okay, just a little 1% though when I lose a little steam, like just be conscious of like, 
okay, I'm doing it at hundred percent right now, but how can I do this right. at just 10% or, or 1%. So that cluttering thing is like, what area drives you the most bonkers? I always give this example, like some people are vacuum people. They're like, you know what? No, no, no. The floors, the floors have to be clean. That drives me bananas. And some are more like clutter, like right. I love it. Like I can't, mm -mm, mm -mm, that, or it's your bathroom sink. Like I always laugh yes. at what everybody's thing is. <laughs> then just choose that. And if you're calling your spouse on the way home, this is me. I'm feeling overwhelmed. The house is going to look like a frat house when I get home because I've been gone for two days at a show. I need the dishes done and the rug in the entryway vacuum because we farm and ranch. So there's mud, dirt, all the lovelies of animals. So I'm like, if those two things are done, I will chill out. Guess what's done? Because I just narrowed it down for them. It wasn't overwhelming for them either. Yeah, that's so good. I'm the so, same with a babysitter. So if you guys ever have a babysitter, yes. just like... They can't do everything. They're not yet moms. They they don't even right. have the keen sense no. of awareness that you do about all the things. They have board games out and they're trying to manage children, which isn't also their day-to-day -day rhythm. My thing right. is is dishes in the sink. If the dishes are clean, I don't care if there's games everywhere. I, I really don't because that shows me that they're having fun. Yeah. But the dishes, I'm like, man, I can't get that mac and cheese off that pan for the life of me. Couldn't you just put some water in it and wiped it off real quick? Like, that's uh, it. Yeah. That's all I need. And the thing is, it's like they're just like kids yet, depending on who you hired. They want the boundary. Otherwise, yes. they can't meet it. They are just like yeah. we are down here on earth. We're like, we really do want to meet your mark. But what is your mark? So just yeah. tell them what your mark is. Mine is countertops. Please just clean up the countertops. Yes. Like, the rest I can deal with, but just just wipe the countertops off for me. So, yep. Rebecca, I want to go a little deeper here because I think this is the thing that people are talking about high level. But then there's also the emotional and the spiritual things that go into play with these mm -hmm. external visibilities as well, which is, you know, we talk about cluttering, but what's actually happening internally? So I love that your mm -hmm. system starts with the me system because I think all of them kind of correlate, but I often yeah. see it done flip-flop where they're taking care of the external thing so that it can be an interior um, representation. So I'd love to hear like why you chose to do it that way. And in the midst of everyone asking you these questions, um, where did the spirit, like where did Jesus say like, God, this is, this is your calling, Rebecca, like allow mm -hmm. this to be a part of that and, and stand in purpose here as well as your design eye. Yeah. Um, well, I can answer some of it. Some of it I still think like, huh, Go figure he picked purses. Like, um, so some of it, some of I can answer and some I'm still like, sweet, I'll just keep going in this lane if you want me to. I picked the me system because I use the reference of not the airplane analysis where you put your own oxygen mask on. Yeah. I still question that you guys. I mean, we all hold our sweet babies and we're like, I don't know. I don't know. I would be like you, you survive. I do the cell phone charge. So if you start your, if you didn't plug your cell phone in the night before and you wake up and it's at like 39%, when do you think your phone's going to die? It's going to be like 11, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if we view our bodies as the same way, because we're also hyper aware of the charge on our phone, it's such an easy relation to like so the charge of our bodies. If we're at 39%, guys, no wonder we're like doing all the, the, the sugary and the caffeine and everything by 11 because we, we've missed the charge. So like, how do you charge yourself? And we talked a little mm, bit about that. So, so I think I chose that, chose that one myself because I am an energizer bunny. Like this gal, I don't even need caffeine. I have to drink decaf because I would just levitate you guys. Like it doesn't, it's not an option for me. <laughs> so that being said, I just thought everyone always asked me like, where's all this energy come from? Where's this all this joy? How are you doing all this? Well, I know that I can answer very confidently. It's Jesus. Like yeah. the reason I wake up, the reason I have so much joy is just, I can't keep 
shouldn't say can't keep. It's just so innate to be like, man, thank you so much, God. Thank you so much for everything you've done. It's part of my testimony and another story. But so that's where that initial joy comes from. So when people ask me like, how do you do it? My first thing is like, how well are you taking care of yourself? Let's get you at a full charge. You'll make better decisions when you're at a full charge. You'll love people better when you're at a full charge. When we're depleted, I mean, your phone can't even open up certain photos and apps when it's starting to go down, right? Well, you can't do the same thing either. You can't recall a cool memory. You can't Mm. push yourself back out there to show up for that meeting when you're so depleted. And so that's why I think you need to start with your me system is so that you can show up better. I love that. So you alluded to it really quick and I've got to know because that's one of my favorite things to dissect is... Were you raised in a Christian household? Was that something that you always like have had a relationship? I hear a lot of people are like, oh, I knew religion, but I didn't have a relationship with God until later. What was that evolution like for you? And how did it parallel to your entrepreneurial journey since your mom obviously had you in an entrepreneurial bug bite since you were little? Sure, sure, sure. Um, I grew up in the church. My parents both loved Jesus. I didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus until my sophomore summer. Like I knew Jesus. I knew God. I would write music. Um, My family was very musical as well. And I thought that was going to be my path. Obviously something creative. But anyways, um, through a bad, bad boyfriend relationship, realized like, okay, I'm done with that. I'll hand it all over. And I promise to follow everything you do. I will not be part of the popular group. I'll be kind to everybody. I'll do nothing but encourage because at that point I was the worst encourager ever. And so that's when things started changing was forming an actual relationship. Like he didn't, he wasn't just at church. He was in my heart. So that's where that came from. So you finished sharing about your experience with Jesus, your relationship with Jesus. The second half of that question was connected to um, the actual launch into your entrepreneurial journey and feeling purposed in that and actually like what people now refer to so often as like the God calling. Was there like a knowingness of this is what I'm going to do based on those presents that you gave or even the Encourager Academy? When did you launch that in comparison to the, the purse company? Uh, the purses came first and that's just because I just always thought like you can make something and sell something. And I watched my mom. Well, silly enough. She had a, like a denim shirt and then she was yeah. applicating snowmen on there. Anybody raise your I hand. Love it. And if you're a good 4-H, raise your hand, everyone. Okay. Um, she was making those and I remember what she was charging for them. And I was like, I did the math and I was like, maybe 11. I was like, wow, this is not working out. Like, I know you've spent six hours down here and she would be full of joy when she was creating. So that too was a big indicator for me. I was like, you're not making any money on this. So I didn't know it at the time, but after dissecting it later in my years is I made a conscious decision that you could be paid for an age old tradition of sewing Mm -hmm. and people would like love it and honor it. So that decision in that moment of like, I'm going to honor what her mother and her mother before that, they were amazing seamstresses all the way down to, I'm still practicing, but down to myself. I'm like, I'm going to show the world that this is still a time-honored tradition. So that's part of where the purses came from. And then um, the academy, and I just knew, like, as soon as I started making them and people wanted to have them, I was like, God, God, I'm taking and running with this. And I quit radio way too early as we, (laughs) I did the math wrong. Imagine that I'm starting a business. I was like, whoops, I probably should have stayed in radio, but I stayed up till two in the morning sewing and I got back up at 4am. 
And so the creative bone was very, very strong for me. So I don't even, I mean, I know it was a God thing, but I wouldn't know how to answer it any other way than, of course, I want to create. Like I've always been creating. Um, And then the Academy came with people kept asking, like, I need more. And I've read your book. I've listened to your podcast. I've taken some of the coaching, but I just want to be able to access it as much as possible. And so that's when digital courses, you know, are coming and thought, well, if I can't coach every single woman, then it makes me so sad when I see a woman say it's like, so chaotic. I'm just going to live in it. I'm like, what? No, yeah. I don't yeah. want that for him. So that's why the Academy came about. Cause I thought, well, at least they would have a landing spot and they could listen to it when they're really not feeling it. Yeah. All they could do is just watch it and they could see it operate and they could think through their own systems and go, you know what? I'm just going to do the me system for the next six months. Like yeah. I just have to figure out where my charge is and where that original joy is. Then that's great. So it was a way of like multiplying instead of trying to do so many one-on-ones because I have a brand with 20 people and four kids and livestock and we farm. So I was like, I got to figure out how to offer this to people because I know God is calling me to like tell people how it could be done, but in their own way, right? because I'm not going to force you to do it in my way. And so that's how that came about. Yeah. I still, to this day, I'm love, I love, I love when somebody downloads it and then they contact back and they're like, I don't know, it could be so simple. I'm like, Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. And there's just yeah. that awareness. It's that aha moment. Generally, when you're having an aha moment, it's so simple. And it's just yeah. our, our brains need to put energy and time into that space to say, wow, if I just tweaked it just a little bit, if I just did the 1%, as you're saying, how much different my life could look. It's no different than the analogy of the 1% when two boats are going in two different directions of a 1% diameter. They're going to eventually be in wildly different hemispheres, right? But if we can track that and come back to the 1%, we can be back into that alignment zone that I think that the Lord wants us to walk in Mm -hmm. that freedom and that fulfillment. I think ultimately when we analyze all of these systems, it comes back to freedom and having a life where you feel free, right? Yeah. And so freedom to do it your way. Yes. Because a lot of the things that you take are like, here's how you're going to do it. And here's how you're going to stand. I'm like, yeah, but what if that doesn't work? What if yes. you have a husband who now has special needs? Yes. What if you have a dad that dies early and you're taking over? I'm like, you can't. So yeah. you got to just, that's just a, uh, like a precursor to everything, you guys. If you won't trade person, if you won't trade places with the person you're taking advice from, that says a lot. Like, do you want to yeah. move forward? Like, if yeah. they're not keep, because if you do it your own way, that's how God made you. Yes. Yeah. That's why the he same thing about me. business plans. And people are always like, oh, I want to do exactly yes. what you do. I'm like, well, no, don't you want don't. to do exactly what I did because that story is in that book and it's not that great. So the book <laughs> is great. The story, not so much. So don't right. choose that life to get where I am. And ultimately through the creative lens, you're created in your own testimony, in your own real house. So I love to just evoke that creative spirit right out the gate and be like, listen, you're not coaching with me because I'm giving you a step A through Z. You're coaching with me because we're going to create that step A through Z for you. And it's going to work for you, but it's also not going to be my cup of tea. And that's okay. I'm not here to give you my cup of tea. Let's create your own. And so I think, (laughs) you know, I don't want that. So much of the academy happened because I was taking courses from men at the time where a lot of that had them. And I was like, uh, I cannot apply 20 hours to this one C question. Like this one will take 20 hours and you just wake up extra early. And I was like, and so a lot of it was a voice from God too was like, 
Tell them how somebody who has all of your roles would do it. Yeah. Like, how do you manage it? Because there is, we're, while we're so different and unique, we're also live very similar stories as well about what, what our priorities are. And so how yeah. do I do that? Yeah. It's so good. And I know that this is a for now conversation. And it's one of those things that I always realize it's, it doesn't go away because rhythm doesn't go away. The way in which we operate day in and day out, it doesn't go away until the end of time, whenever that time comes and we don't have any agenda, then we cannot have this conversation. But in the meantime, we need to be having this conversation if we want to have that experience of cadence, that dance and to have rhythm to our life. And so Rebecca, you're doing it beautifully. I'm so grateful to learn from you. I already told her that she's the most expensive podcast guest that I've ever had because I now am going to go buy all of these incredible products because they're colorful. And I love that part of them specifically, but they're so uniquely and beautifully made. And um, I can't wait to have my hands on some. So I appreciate how you are showing up in the world as the encourager that you are, but then also as the creative that you are. And you're giving us freedom to do it ourselves. So I hope yeah. that it evokes other people to do the same. I didn't even say that part. And so my team would be like, Rebecca, you missed like on my website, the purses, you get to design your own. Oh, look so at as that. we're designing our own systems, just go to designyourownpurse.com. You get to pick out the style and you pick out the fabric and the zipper and the features. And like, if you need a big bag or a small bag, because through walking through that with God, he was like, let them choose, let them figure out what creating feels like. And if you guys are like, ah, I don't know how to create, there's tons of guardrails on there. I'll tell you what are the best combinations or the favorite combinations. But I love when I get a row going and they're like, I'm doing it. I'm like, yes. This is amazing. And we don't like gorgeous. I can't wait. And there's things from all different price range. So don't get afraid when I'm telling you that. Go, yeah, you can go to 1948leathercompany.com and you said it's designyourinpurse.com? Yeah. That's amazing you got that domain. Mm -hmm. Look at that. I think so too. (laughs) (laughs) And be sure to go to the Encourager podcast with Rebecca Scott. You guys are going to love it. I love. I told her earlier, I was like, I don't know if it's a Southern twang, but whatever the twang is, I dig oh, it. It's the South Dakota it's very twang. strong. <laughs> it's very strong. It's just Midwestern. So I say bag and my phone says B-E-G. I don't even know how to say it the other way, but that's what she did. <laughs> it's the bag. I need a new bag. All right. Thanks, yeah. Rebecca, so much for being here and blessings you so over much. your continued growth in your business and just the way you serve people. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for the opportunity. See you guys. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way.
I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us and this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network, which is obviously why we got connected and are so grateful to be a part of the community. They have shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Some of mine that I listen to on a regular basis are on Life Audio. Even some of our community members who have been a part of the Fit and Faith team through our coaching or different organizations, they're there too. So I definitely want to drive you you over there, check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.